Welcome to the Young Businessmen of Tulsa podcast. I'm your host, Evan Uitake, and I'm so excited that you've tuned in. Our mission is focused on connecting, developing, and inspiring young business leaders to find and pursue their purpose. This podcast is sponsored by Trost Marketing. Promoting your business through marketing is essential for growth. Without marketing, you lack the ability to create a conversation with your potential customers. At Trost Marketing, we provide marketing solutions that fuel growth. We are your source for all of your printing needs, as well as branded apparel and promotional items. If your business wants to stand out to potential customers, contact the marketing experts at Trost Marketing. Visit us at trostmarketing.com or call us at 866-492-7820. Young businessmen, welcome to the Young Businessmen of Tulsa podcast. I'm your host, Evan Uitaki, and I want to welcome you to podcast number 66. Uh, if you're tuning in when this is released, this is the end of the year. This is December. It should be the week of December 18th. And so the year's winding down, and uh, I'm trying to uh, be very intentional with these last couple of guests at the end of the year because I feel like this is a really important time for us as leaders in terms of reflecting on the previous year, but also looking forward to the new year. Uh, and so we've talked a little bit about goals. We talked a little bit about being smart with your finances. Uh, and one of the things that I've found in uh, my path to leadership and my path to success is the importance of having good mentors in your life. And so today I'm really excited to bring Gabe Sherman to the podcast to talk a little bit about uh, his journey uh, in in his career and everything that he's done and the roles that mentors have played in that. And if you're not familiar with Gabe Sherman, Gabe Sherman, go ahead and tell everybody a little bit about what you do. I know you're involved with uh, the the Bridenstine campaign. It's not campaign. What is it? (laughs) Well, first of all, thank you for having me, Evan. You're welcome. I can't tell you how much of an honor it was that you would reach out and ask and even want me to join you on the program. So I really do appreciate that very much. Um, Really respect all that uh, Young Businessmen of Tulsa does for the community. And uh, it's just been an honor to be a part of that group and to be able to speak to that group and I know you were instrumental in allowing me to have that opportunity as well. And so I just really appreciate it. Um, But yes, uh, I I work for Congressman Bridenstine. I'm his district director on the official side of things. And I'm his campaign manager on the political side of things. Uh, Fortunately, right now, we don't have a political campaign to run. So I only have one job as opposed to two, like I've had for about the last five years. Uh, So I'm his district director. I have a small team of about eight people. They're eight of the best people I think anybody would ever meet. And our job is to serve the first district of Oklahoma. I mean, that's really what it comes down to. And so the Congressman travels back and forth to DC as you you know, and whenever he's in DC, we're in charge of holding it down here. And so I'm fortunate enough to be able to manage a good team of people and do that for him. The honor is all mine having you on the podcast. I've over the last couple of years have gotten to know you and seen you in action in every aspect of your career. And uh, having you on the podcast is really exciting for me because I would view you potentially as a mentor for myself, just seeing some of the things that you've done and talk a little bit about um, the things that stand out to you in terms of the mentors that you've had and some of the things that you've learned from them. Because I, I, if, if we can walk away from today's podcast, what I want the listeners and the audience to do is to really challenge themselves and be inspired to seek out mentorship. So right. if, you, if you don't mind, talk a little bit about your journey in mentorship and, and what role that's played in your life. You bet. So, you know, getting to where I am today uh, was a really interesting journey. Like I didn't grow up, uh, you know, saying, hey, I'll, someday I want to end up in politics and I want to work for a United States congressman. That's not how it worked. 
uh, I was fortunate enough to, to run into Jim about seven years ago at the Tulsa Air and Space Museum and identified him quickly as somebody that I knew I wanted to be around. But prior to that point, I had had a few key mentors in my life that had equipped me um, and grown me to a spot where whenever I met Jim, I could provide value for where he was at and the organization that he was at. And not only value professionally, but uh, maybe spiritually and personally as well. I, I developed into some sort of a professional to where he could look at me and say, hey, this is somebody I want to have on my team, right? Um, but it wasn't because I'm just awesome. It was because I had had great people along the way that had invested in, in me and wanted to see me grow and wanted to see me get the most out of the potential they felt that I had. And so uh, I sought out some of those relationships. Um, I remember one very early on, and some of the listeners are probably familiar with uh, a gentleman by the name of Dr. Steve Green. He used to, to teach at Oral Roberts University. He was the dean of business over there. And before that, he was the CFO at Camille's. And I remember one day uh, in a, a job where I was selling real estate, I, I bumped into Dr. Green and there was just something about him that I just felt this and this attraction to him. Like, I just need to be around somebody like this. And I remember going home and talking to my wife and saying, hey, I just met this guy. He does restaurant stuff. I've never worked in a restaurant, um, but I want to work for him. And she looked at me like I was crazy, you know, because when we're young, we're supposed to be <laughs> trying to figure out what it is that we want to do, not necessarily, hey, here's somebody I want to work for. And that's what we're always trained. And so uh, she looked at me like I was kind of crazy. And I said, no, I just, I believe that even though he's in restaurants and I'm in real estate, if I'm around this gentleman, I'm going to grow and I'm going to be better for it. And we're going to be better for it. And so it was that. And so I left the job I was at and took a job working in a restaurant, which I had never done before, <laughs> doing catering sales, which I had never done before, all for the opportunity to work for a gentleman that I thought was um, just somebody that was you know, tremendously uh, equipped and a tremendous professional. And I found that to be the case whenever I went to work for him. And so that was a working relationship that turned into not just a working relationship, but a full-on mentor relationship. And I was so grateful to have it. And I've been blessed for it. And so once you have something like that, then what you do is you try and find more of those opportunities as you progress throughout your career, because you see the amount of growth that occurred being around somebody like that, being mentored by somebody like that, and you want more of it. And so uh, there were some great things that I learned along the way that, that I'd love to share with the listeners here as we get into this about how to be mentored and how not to be mentored. Um, because I think a lot of times the focus is on just getting a mentor as opposed to, okay, now I have one. Uh, what do I do uh, to make sure that I get the most out of that experience? Well, I'm, I'm glad you bring that up because if, we, if, we're, if we're thinking about the audience and we're thinking about the people that are, are tuning into this podcast, uh, the target market of this podcast probably has never been mentored before. And I, I wouldn't, I'm not going to say that this is the first time that they're hearing about it, but it may be the first time that they're actually considering it. And sure. so I think it's important um, for them to kind of pick up on some of those uh, things that you're talking about with what you saw in Dr. Green and saw in some of the other mentors that you've had. And it was that, that mutual connection that you had. Mm -hmm. uh, I've, I've met Dr. Green. Uh, I would venture to say that he's probably forgotten more about marketing than <laughs> I know about marketing. Sure. And so yeah. uh, you, you just kind of pick that up as you talk to him, just everything that they say is something that you're you're just sitting there going, I never thought of it that way, or mm -hmm. I never thought of it at all, at and all. Yeah. and it and it literally kind of changes your perspective and it broadens um, your 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 desire for that knowledge, and so that's mm -hmm. that's some good things to look for 
in a mentor? What are some of the other things that you would suggest that they, they look for in a mentor in terms of yeah. whether it be career path, whether it be, cause you, you completely changed careers on your side. Sure. So w- what are some of the other things that you'd recommend? Sure. I think sometimes we get caught up, especially as young men, we get caught up uh, with the, the end of, of what is it that I'm going to be when I grow up and, and how much am I going to get paid and what is this profession going to look like and how quickly am I going to get into management? And we've got all of these other pursuits. And so what we, what we think we need are mentors that are already doing all of those things. And I wouldn't say that that's necessarily bad. Um, but what I would say is you got to take a step back first and look at the type of person that you want to be mentored by. Who is the type of man or woman that can come into your life and that you can align with um, from a professional perspective, maybe from a spiritual perspective. But look at the character of the individual first, not just the accomplishments. Because what you might find is if you pursue somebody who has all of the accomplishments that maybe you want to have someday, is that once you get into that relationship, um, you aren't impressed with the character. And Mm -hmm. so then the question becomes, what am I doing here? You know, is this the type... I don't want to be this type of person. I want what this person maybe has, but I don't want to be this type of person. And so there's a disconnect. And so what I would say, first of all, is you want to look at the character of the individual. You want to think about not just what do you want to be when you grow up as a young man. You want to think about who you want to be when you grow up. And so if you're focused on the who, then you're going to be driven to or attracted to people that you're like, you know what? If I grow up to be like that guy, then I'm going to consider this a win. Uh, my chief of staff is that way. I tell people all the time, my chief of staff, his name is Joe Kaufman. And I tell people all the time, if I grow up to be like Joe Kaufman, then I'm going to think I won um, yeah. because he just has integrity and character for days. And so I think that that piece is so important and it's so often overlooked because we get caught up with the accomplishments of a potential mentor as opposed to the character. And so I would say pursue that first, right? Pursue character first. Mm-hmm. Um, number two, I think that it is important but not a must. It's important, but not a must that you find somebody that maybe is uh, on in a, in a field or in a career path that, that you might think you want to go down. I think that's important, but not a must. Reason being is, like you said, my story, I was in real estate and I went to restaurants, right? I was in real estate and I went to restaurants. Now, the common thing there is sales and marketing, right? In real estate, I was in sales and marketing. And in restaurants, what I was doing was going to sell and market. Mm-hmm. And so there was some commonalities there. There were some things that, that were that were good in both industries, but the industries were different. And so it doesn't necessarily have to be, hey, I want to be a marketer, so I need to be with a marketer. Um, or it, it doesn't necessarily have to be, I want to be a marketer in, um, in politics. I want to be a campaign manager, so I need a campaign manager to mentor me. It can be, I want to be a great campaign manager. Well, politics is all marketing as well. So mm-hmm. can you find a great marketer and study under that person and take what you glean and move it into politics. So I think it's important that there are some similarities there, but I don't think that it's a must that you're at in the exact same field. Um, so I would say character, I would say having a understanding a little bit about their profession and the accomplishments that they've had and being attracted to those would be important. Um, and then I would say, you know, you want somebody who takes the idea of being your mentor seriously, takes that, takes that responsibility seriously. Not somebody who you feel like you're having to track down all the time just to get 15 minutes with them, but somebody that will commit to that time with you. And if you approach somebody about a mentorship relationship and they say, look, man, I just don't have time right now. Respect that. Respect that. At least what they said was, I don't have time right now. What they didn't say is, yeah, sure. And then you're pursuing them for this time that they promised you you get and you never get it. And there's just frustration. So I think making sure that somebody has a priority to be a mentor, I think is an important, an important quality to, to kind of look forward when you're selecting somebody. 
Yeah, I love how you brought up that importance of that connection there, because I think that that's really important because you're hopefully going to be building a relationship with this person. And as that happens, there needs to be some vulnerability and you need to make sure mm -hmm. that they're all in and that you're all in in that situation, because that's where you can really start to build that trust. You can build that rapport. Uh, if you've selected somebody with character, I, I feel like that's going to accelerate that process. Mm -hmm. But I think if they have the time and take it seriously, you can meet with a mentor uh, half the amount of times as somebody who's not taking it seriously or even less than that mm -hmm. uh, and still get more out of that mentorship. It, it may literally be grabbing coffee with somebody once a quarter. It may, yeah. it may be something simple like that. And just knowing that if you can, e if you need to email them or text them, I mean, mentorship can take on a lot of different forms. It does not have to be I think of the the psychiatrist kind of thing where it's like the guy in the chair and you're laying down looking up at the ceiling. Like that's not mentorship, but sometimes I feel like that is, you know, it's like, Absolutely. it's going to bear hey, my no, soul to you. <laughs> you don't have to have like the t-shirts that say mentor or mentee. Like you don't yeah. have to have that, right? I mean, it doesn't have to be like that kind of a relationship. Like you said, there have been great people in my life who I would say are mentors of mine, um, but they might not know that. They might not think that they're wearing that title uh, that, that I've given them. But it's because of those quarterly coffees um, and that time that I get to spend with them and the, the questions I prepare ahead of time to come in there and really pick their brain with the time that I got um, that they have assumed that role in my life as a mentor. Well, I think uh, I think now's a good time to bring up that it, mentorship is actually a two-way street. And we're, we're talking about you as the mentee seeking out a mentor, but at some point there are going to be valid things that you bring to the table. And I don't think you should discount those in that situation. And if we're talking about a more casual mentorship where it's coffee and communication and just being available, uh, I think it's very important to realize that you are not just a sponge in this situation, that this is a relationship that is uh, that goes back and forth. Um, and, and I'm going to ask you that I'm going to put you on the spot um, yeah. because I know that you you work very closely with Jim. And um, I remember I remember a story of Jim telling uh, when he met you at the Air and Space Museum. Mm -hmm. And it was it was one of these things where I feel like in the beginning you were the mentor <laughs> to Jim and, and, and then it actually flips. Can you talk about that a little bit? Sure. Sure. So when I met Jim, uh, you know, I went out there on a sales call. I went out there to sell him some advertising. That's how I met the guy. And, uh, he's just a phenomenal guy. And, uh, you know, he walk into his office and he's got all of these commendation medal certificates on his wall because he's a Navy combat pilot and all of these, you know, models of the planes that he's flown. And he actually had a tail hook from one of the airplanes, you know, that, that you know, as you know, landing on aircraft carriers like he did, the tail hook's kind of an important piece, right? Keeps a little, little bit. So he, <laughs> so he had one of those there. And I was thinking, this guy is so impressive, right? I haven't even met him and I'm impressed. And we walk around the museum and I get to know the guy. And, and I think, you know, this is somebody who's really sharp. But before we left, we started talking more, before I left, we started talking more about advertising and whether it was right for the Air and Space Museum. And I could tell uh, that Jim was uh, was a Christian man just from spending time with him. And so I thought, you know what, we should probably pray about this and see if it's something that's right for you guys. Um, and so that's something that we did. And what I didn't know at the time was that that was something that uh, he looked at and appreciated and admired. I just thought I was doing what was right and trying to do what was best by the museum at the time and uh, making sure that these big decisions, because, you know, I mean, being in sales and marketing like you are, advertising decisions can be expensive decisions. And so you don't want to just make them flippantly. And so we made that decision to, to pray about these things. And then 
you know, a week later, a couple weeks later, he's calling me saying, Hey, I'd like you to consider working for me. And uh, I said, all right, man, you know, I I don't think you can afford me, but cool. Um, And so we, we had this conversation. What I didn't know was that through that process, I had kind of opened the door to maybe be a spiritual support or mentor in his life. And uh, I think sometimes as young men, we look at it and we say, you know, I've only accomplished this. So how could I give back or how could I mentor people? And a lot of times that's a, that's a great question because as young people, we don't know what we don't know. Right. And so sometimes we think we know a whole lot more than we do. um, And that's not the case. And so I think maybe professionally, you might not be ready to mentor somebody, but man, spiritually, maybe you're much further along than other people that you're around. And there's a spiritual mentorship piece that can become a part of a relationship. And so I think you have to be open to, um, to those conversations and to be willing to add value or, or challenge or, or express your thoughts and core beliefs on an idea when you're in those discussions with the mentor. Because what you just might find is you open up their mind a little bit to a different way of thinking as well. And then you're, you're both benefiting from that relationship in a big way. Awesome, man. I appreciate you sharing that. So I love hearing yeah, that every yeah. time because yeah. it's, it's, it was one of those things that's like, you know, in sales and marketing, I've never actually sat down and just said, let's pray about this. <laughs> like that, like I was like, man, maybe I need to reconsider uh, my conversations yeah. with people, but apparently, uh, apparently it, yeah. it worked. Yeah, no, right. It could have, it could have, it could have backfired completely, but I guess if you're, if you're going to have something backfire on you, that's not a bad one. All right. So let's, let's move the, the conversation forward a little bit. Yeah. We talked a little bit about picking a mentor. We talked a little bit about knowing that it's a two way street. Um, but again, going back to the audience, if they haven't been mentored before, then they haven't been in a situation where they've actually had that first meeting or whatever. Uh, I want to talk a little bit about preparation. I want to talk about uh, figuring out the things that you need to bring. And and that we're not just talking a pen and paper. We're talking about uh, an attitude or a mindset that you, that you need to have. So uh, talk a little bit about, I'm going to say my one big thing, and then I'll let you uh, Mm -hmm. fill in the, fill in the rest. When I've been mentored and uh, had conversations about mentorship, one of the most important things that I've learned in this process is to bring humility. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I've heard the analogy that humility is the hinge that opens the door for all of the learning to happen, for all the things that you you are going to receive in the mentorship. But if you don't have humility, you're not going to necessarily have the ability to to learn. So that's one of the things I think is really important. Uh, talk a little bit about some of the things that 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 you've brought to the table or that you've uh, recognized is important, uh, whether it be attitudes or mindsets to have uh, when, when being a mentee for the first time. You bet. So um, I think start, starting right where you, you kind of left off there is an important piece. I think the mindset is number one, right? The mm-hmm. mindset is number one. Can you get to a spot where you are able and willing to say, you know what? Um, I can't get to where I want to be on my own. Can you, can you be humble enough to say, um, you know, I need help. I need help. I need growth. I want growth. And what I'm doing now isn't going to get me to where I want to be. I need more people around me. I think for young people, the trap is you're, you're surrounded by other young people. Everybody's posturing. Everybody's trying to show their next advancement, how much money they're making, what promotions they're getting. And so it's almost perceived as, as weakness to think that you, you need help or you need mentorship to grow. Whenever I'm going to tell you, that's the strongest position you can take. Um, whenever you get to a spot where you can say, I don't know what I, what I don't know, and I, or I don't know all, all of these things, and I need help, um, then you can actually start growing. Then you're going to pursue growth. And so I think that mindset, that humble mindset to say, man, I, 
I've got some good things going, but I sure want to get better and I need other people to help me is the, is the best starting point. Otherwise, what you're going to do, you're going to, you're going to pursue mentorship relationships for the wrong purposes. You're going to pursue them for the status. You're going to pursue them to be able to say, I know, I know Evan at Trost Marketing. And so he's my mentor and you want to use him out in the community to say, I know this guy and I spend time with this guy. Um, that's not coming at it from with a humble mindset. That's, that's letting pride creep in. And I think that destroys mentor mentorship relationships. It just, you can't start that way. So you have to be willing to say, I need help and I can't get, I can't have the growth that I want and accomplish the things that I want without having people on the outside investing in me. And so I think that's the hard attitude first. Um, and I think you also, you've got to answer that question. Uh, why do I want to be mentored? Like really, why, what is it about this mentor relationship that I really want? Why do I want it? Um, if it is about just, if it's just about professional growth, then I'm going to tell you, you need to, you need to look further. You need to look deeper because great mentors, especially ones like you mentioned earlier, where you align on, on multiple levels outside of just the profession. I mean, they're going to change your life in a lot of different ways. Um, they're going to add value to you that you can then add to your marriage or add to your relationships or add to your family relationships or add to your employees or add to your teams. It's not just going to be about advancing yourself in your profession. Great mentors inspire you to invest in other people and to do things differently outside of maybe just that work relationship. And so really ask yourself, well, why, why do I want a mentor? Is it just so that I can get to the next rung on the ladder and make more money? Or is it because I want to become better overall? Um, and better for everybody that's going to be counting on me. So I think the mindset and the motivations are critical coming into any mentorship relationship. So I think those are the first two things you got to evaluate. Well, I love how you talked about using a mentor to achieve status or, or making money. So if I'm if I'm going back to myself listening to this podcast twenty uh, you know ten years ago, uh, that would probably be my initial thought is I need to be around somebody who makes a lot of money so that as I talk to them, I can learn how they made a lot of money so that I can make a lot of money. Yeah. And, and for me, that was success. That success is uh, financial at, 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 that, at that point. So I want to kind of break down that wall a little bit. I'm going to speak specifically to my old self. <laughs> it's not about the money because the money is a byproduct of all of these different things, but it's not the yeah. goal. And so right. if you if you use it as the motivation to get mentorship, you're probably not going to earn that trust with that mentor to get to the next level of a relationship with that mentor. Right. Uh, I can think of people um, in the community that I've, I've talked to over time. And as I get to know them, I realize that the only reason they're talking to me or the only reason that they're talking to anybody else that I know is they just want to say that they know that person. Mm -hmm. They want to say, oh, my friend, so-and-so, my friend, and they're dropping names and doing all this other stuff. And I feel like as a, as a person who's been around for a little while, I can kind of see through it. And I think other people can see through it too. And, and, I, and so I think it's really important for you to look at your motivation for this sure. and, and, and realize that if you're going to do this and you're going to take somebody's most valuable resource, which is their time, mm -hmm. that you need to have that willingness to learn. You need to have that open mind. Um, and I love how you talked a little bit about mentorship is not a, is not a sign of weakness. Mm -hmm. I think for myself, I'm going to speak again as, as myself, I never wanted to show weakness. Mm -hmm. I always wanted to show that I had everything together. And I felt like if I was put in a position that I was put in that position 
because I had achieved something or I had done mm -hmm. something. But at some point, you rise to the level of your ignorance, <laughs> yes. That's and, it. and and you you just can't get past that, mm -hmm. and you have this you have this con, uh, conflicting um, thought of I'm in over my head, but I'm in this position. So one of these two things is going to happen. One, they're going to find out that I'm in over my head and I have no clue what I'm doing, or uh, they see something in me that needs to be developed, but I have to develop that. I have to seek that out. And that's where the mentorship comes in. So if you're finding yourself in a job and you, you have that overwhelmed feeling, you have that feeling of, I do not know what I'm doing. My title is way more than my either education or expertise. That is a really good time to consider that you should seek out a mentor. Yeah, absolutely. You know, identifying a weakness and choosing to address it is not weak. Mm -hmm. You know, that, that is, I think, one of the strongest positions you can take. So if you identify a weakness in your life and you're willing to look at it honestly and say, I need to address it and I need help addressing it, that's a strong position. That's not a weak position. And as young people, um, what we should be doing is looking at those weaknesses that are keeping us from maybe having a marriage relationship or having the spiritual relationship or having the job that we want. We should look at those weaknesses that are keeping us from, from getting there and address them and find people to help us address them. And to be honest, maybe some, maybe some of it's just time, right? It's just time and grade. It's just maturation. It's just a process of maturing and growing. And guess what? Mentors will help you do that. And so uh, you have to be willing to look at those weaknesses and and address them and say, that's the strongest position I can take, not the weakest position. The weakest position you can take is to know you're weak in some area and try and cover it up because mm -hmm. you will be found out. It will come out um, and something will happen that, that exposes your ignorance, like you mentioned earlier. Uh, and then you'll feel really dumb whenever you could have just <laughs> handled it um, and, and had somebody else help you through it along the way. So I think that's critically important. Um, you mentioned preparation uh, earlier, and I think there, there are a few things that I, I've seen in mentorship relationships for me uh, that have proved very valuable. Um, and I think whenever you, whenever you have the opportunity to spend time with a mentor, especially somebody who, like you said, is giving up their most valuable resource, which is their time. And if you've done a good job, you've selected somebody who aligns with you from a character perspective. And it's also somebody who um, has, has, has some achievements under their belts. You've got this person sitting in front of you. They've committed to the time and you come in and you say, okay, Evan, um, what do you want to teach me today? Like that is, there, there is nothing worse that you could do to a mentor <laughs> than show up and ask something like that. I remember one time with Dr. Green and Dr. Green was famous for, uh, for saying, sometimes I'm going to have to hit you upside the head with the Louisville slugger. And I knew what that meant. And I didn't want to get hit, right? I, he had like an eight foot Louisville slugger like in his office. And I thought, I don't ever want to be smacked by that thing, right? Um, he, I walked in one time. We were, because I was such an awesome sales and marketing professional, we were just breaking records, right? At our, at our store, we were selling all kinds of food, all kinds of catering. And man, we just, we were, we were doing things that the cafe had never done. And we were doing them out of volume that the cafe had never done. And so the systems at the cafe to produce that, the volume of food that we were selling, they were not there, right? And so we were, we were pushing everybody to their limits and things were breaking along the way. And I remember talking to him and saying, hey, I need to come up and talk with you about it. We're, we're at this number and I want to get to this number and I think we can and I just need some help. And he said, great, come on up. And so I went up to the corporate office and I walked in and I sat down and that's exactly what I said was, hey, we, so we're here and I think we can get to here. 
what do you think? And he looked at me and he said, get out of my office. <laughs> I said, I said uh, oh, okay. And he said, get out of my office and don't come back to me until you have a plan. And I thought, huh, okay. So I walked out of there and I'm sure anybody that saw me come out of that office thought, well, what just happened to that guy? Like he looks crushed. <laughs> World's shortest meeting. That was the world's shortest meeting. It lasted, and I'm not exaggerating, 15 seconds. He couldn't have been more direct, like, get out of my office. And uh, what I learned in that moment was if I'm going to, if I really want the best and the, the, the best feedback I can get from a mentor in my life, then what I need to come with is a plan and, and show them a level of preparation for that time. And so the next time I came to see Dr. Green on the same issue, I had a plan. And I said, sir, here's where I'm at. Here's what I think are the changes. Here's what I think needs to happen. This is the direction that I want to go. What do you think? That was a totally different conversation. He looked at that and was able to say, no, you need to change this. Have you considered this? What about this over here? How's this going to impact your personnel? How's it going to impact labor? How's it going to impact food costs? So he's asking me all of these questions and he's getting me thinking big picture. And it's completely transforming the way that I look at the situation. And that was there because I came in with a plan and I had prepared and I had something to discuss, not just sitting there saying, okay, teach me a wise mentor guy. Right. <laughs> I mean, and so I've seen the same thing in my life, you know, at, at 36 now, I have some younger guys that I mentor and that I spend time with. And I've had those same meetings where they come in and they say, well, my marriage isn't going real well or, you know, I, I really want to get into management at my job. And that's like, that's where they stop. And then they expect me to solve that problem. Well, that's not my problem to solve. What I want to try and do as a mentor for you is I want to try and help you think through that. I want to look at the actions and the motivations and the other things that you have going on, the plan that you have that, that's moving you down this path and help you find what areas are wrong and what areas are right and what are the things that we can build on. And so I, any mentor relationship that I have, I actually ask the person, I try and task them ahead of time, right? I want that. There's some hurdles I want them to overcome before we sit down. There's some things I want them to have. And so if you're a young person listening to this and you've been blessed with a mentor relationship, man, come prepared, like come prepared, have some ideas about the discussion that you want to have a list of questions blocked out. If, the, if it's growth in your career, then I want to be talking about what are the areas of my career where I'm experiencing success and what are the areas that I'm not. And I want to have ways that I've done things and ways that I haven't. And I want to ask them about specific experiences, not just about big general ideas so that they can help coach me through it. I want to be prepared and equipped that shows your mentor that you value the time. And I promise you, they're going to want to give you more time if they feel like you're taking advantage and you're using that time to the, to the fullest, whenever you get it, you show up and tell somebody, Hey man, Thanks for the time. How do you want to grow me today? They aren't going to give you more time. They don't have time for that. There's so many, what's like so much good stuff in there that uh, I was literally trying to like write as many notes as I possibly could. One of the things that you talked about that I think is key uh, going back to that first interaction with Dr. Green was you went in there, you had a short meeting, he sent you out, gave you a little bit of humble pie uh, mm -hmm. and it, it was a little bit sour and uh, you took it and you learn from it. Mm -hmm. So that, I feel like that's the correct way to do it. Right. But one of the, one of the, one of the points that I want to make um, as you were talking about that is I think it's important that as you're building that rapport and as you're building that trust with a mentor, 
you can't get offended. Yes. Um, you have to give them permission right. to talk to you directly, to not beat around the bush. Um, I call it pooping in your cereal. Mm -hmm. um, it, it's going to happen sometimes. You're mm -hmm. going to think that you're doing pretty good. Uh, you're learning a lot from the mentor, and then they just smack you upside the head with a Louisville slugger and just say, uh, all right, let's start over. Mm -hmm. And you have to check your pride at the door and be willing to learn. I, I think we've made this analogy in, in previous podcasts, but if you want to be smooth and polished, you can't get offended uh, at every time you, you get scraped with sandpaper yeah. every time you get you get buffed and that's what that is that that offense is a is an opportunity to make you more polished but what's happening is is you're getting irritated by it you're mm -hmm. not allowing it to polish you and 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 remove those impurities and and, and remove those uh jagged edges and, and allow it to smooth out everything that you're looking for that was a really rough analogy but um, no, no that's spot on that that's what we need to make sure that when you're bringing uh, this to the table or you're bringing yourself to the table and you're taking that mentor's time and you're bringing these challenges to them, you got to allow them to be direct because again, they don't have a lot of time. Uh, and a lot of times they're just like, listen, this is exactly what ABC do this. Stop doing that. Uh, it's horrible and go on to the next thing. And you need to be able to kind of put your big boy pants on and say, okay, and try yeah. it out because that's why you have them in your life. That's why you sought those people out, uh, that you allowed them the ability to do that. And so if that moment comes that you get offended, take it, take a deep breath and realize that they're saying that for a reason. And, and you've, you have the, uh, you respect them enough, uh, to allow them to say some things to you that you probably disagree with, but it's, right. it's, it's going to expand your perspective. That, that's exactly right. And so the question is, do you want an attaboy session? Do you need a whole bunch of pats on the back? Is that what you need? Um, is that why you're pursuing a mentorship relationship is so that somebody can just tell you how awesome you are? Because um, if you are, that's a terrible idea. <laughs> you, you need. To I do like it you. when people tell, them, tell me I'm awesome, though. I yeah, well, I'm, I'm sure it It's happens. not a bad thing. Yeah, I'm sure it happens. <laughs> um, but man, you can get that from other places. You, you yeah. can get that from other places. If you are expecting your mentor and if you are asking them um, or expecting from them to simply sit there and tell you how awesome it is, then don't expect any growth. Don't mm -hmm. expect any growth. Growth does not come apart from a little bit of pain. I mean, that just is part of it. And you have to be willing to allow somebody into your life to speak truth into your life and say, look, Gabe, this isn't working here. You've been trying it. It's not working. Are you going to change it or do you just want to keep banging your head against that wall? Like you can keep doing it. I'll stand here and watch you do it. But I'm telling you, that's not going to work. As, as young men, I think sometimes what happens to us is we get into a spot where, um, like you said earlier, we feel like we have to put up this front of having it all together mm -hmm. and being um, so polished and being so um, such a professional at such a young age. We like having those things being told to us, you know, you're, you're an old soul. You're, you're growing fast. I can't believe you're accomplishing so much in an early age. We like hearing those types of things. Um, but if that's all you're hearing, if nobody's challenging you, then you don't have the right relationships in your life. And you need a mentorship relationship where somebody is willing and, and, they, and you've given them permission to be honest about the areas that you need growth in. And uh, I remember Dr. Green very often because he could see me when we'd sit down and we'd have some of these very direct conversations. He could see me bristling up like he could see me <laughs> getting frustrated. And he would say, Gabe, stay soft, stay soft stay soft and coachable. Um, and that was something that I, I continue to tell myself all the time. If somebody's going to criticize me or criticize 
what I've done or the way that I'm doing things, or maybe they're just trying to help me in looking at something differently. I always hear that in my mind, stay soft, stay soft, stay coachable. Um, I had one gentleman who uh, sat down in my office and he said, a mentor once told him, um, you need to assume a posture of listening. And I thought, huh, that's a pretty good, that's a pretty good statement there. Assume a posture of listening. If you're in a mentorship relationship, you need to be there to listen and to learn and to grow and to be vulnerable and be okay um, saying, you know what, I'm not doing well here. Can you help me? Otherwise, it's just a bunch of attaboys and you're wasting time. And the amount of growth that you're seeking is not what you're going to get. Yeah, I love how you brought up listening. So we had AJ with the Tulsa Dream Center on about two podcasts ago. And he blew my mind with the statement that listen and silent use the same letters. Mm. And when you kind of read a little bit deeper into that and kind of absorb that a little bit, it's like, okay, I need to be like that moldable, coachable uh, person. But in order to do that, I got to be silent and I have to not interject and not say, but, but, but to everything, but instead listen, absorb it, process it, yes, apply it. And then if it doesn't work, then go back and ask questions. All right, what could I have done better? I mean, that's really the ideal situation. It's not more of a uh, listen and tell them all the reasons why you don't believe what they say is true. Um, it's it's listen and and accept the fact that it's possible and plausible that they may know something that you don't know. That's right. And one thing I want to kind of build on top of that is, is all right, so we've talked about listening. We've talked about um, not getting offended when they tell you to do something. I think it's really important as we kind of close this out to talk about the application, the after the actual meeting happens, what what you need to do. So you, you've, you've sought out this mentor. You've talked to them. You've had these conversations. They pooped in your cereal. Uh, and now they kind of gave you a, a challenge, an action plan of some something to do between then and uh, between your 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 current session and the next session, uh, talk a little bit about what that looks like as a as a mentee in terms of uh, making sure that you're maximizing your time, uh, ma- maximizing the mentor's time and advice. Um, I will say this: the most uh, worthless thing you can do in a mentorship uh, relationship is to do absolutely nothing of what you talked about between your first session and your right. next session. That's right. If you want to. There's nothing more disingenuous than having somebody pour out wisdom to you and try and invest in you and help you grow. You're not paying them, right? They're just doing it out of their own, just their kind heartedness and their desire to see you improve. And they pour out all of this wisdom to you and then you do nothing with it. And you come back to them a month later and you talk to them about the exact same problems and they give you more wisdom and you do nothing with it. I mean, if you want to frustrate a mentor and end a relationship like that quickly, um, have them pour out their heart to you and, and cast their pearls in front of you and do nothing with it. Like <laughs> in what relationship does that work, right? It doesn't work in any relationship, especially a mentoring relationship. And so you have to be willing and you have to have, you mentioned it, taking action. I think whenever you come out of a, a mentor experience or a, a time where you, you've been mentored, you should leave with actionable items. Like there should be things that you're writing down um, or that you're typing into your phone or that you've discussed that you say, all right, between this meeting and our next one, these are the things that I'm going to do. These are the things that I'm going to do to make a change, to do something different. And in relationships where I'm the mentor, I want, I'm going to ask about those things the next time we're together because I want to see if anything's changed. Mm-hmm. 
And if we go through this a couple of times and nothing's changed, then I'm going to find it really hard to get you on my calendar again. Right. <laughs> and, and the same, the same is true. And I shouldn't, I shouldn't be frustrated if I'm a mentee, I shouldn't be frustrated if somebody's doing all of this great work for me and I'm doing nothing with it. And then suddenly I can't get time with them because they don't want to hear me complain about my life, about the same issues that I've had for the past six months and told them about, and I've done nothing to change them. Mm-hmm. So you've got to be willing to take action. And uh, I think leaving that meeting, leaving that time together with discussed, agreed upon actionable items that, that the mentee can take and use to help move them closer to who they want to become, I think is critical. And if you're walking away from a, a mentoring session and you don't have something like that, if you don't know, okay, here's what needs to happen next, then you need to ask better questions and you need to really get honest about what those steps look like. And you need to ask your mentor what did those steps look like in your life? Whenever you were trying to grow in this area, what are some of the key things that you did to help improve? Um, I remember asking uh, one of my one of my other mentors, uh, his name's David Edens. He owns Eden Structural Solutions out in Bixby and just a phenomenal guy. Uh, man, you want to talk about somebody that's just got wisdom for days. That guy's one of them. And mm. I said, uh, one of our early mentoring sessions, he was asking me about, you know, how what is it that, that I want to do Um, you know, as I progress in my career and as I grow and we were talking about finances at the time and I said, well, you know, David, I want to make a bunch of money um, so that I can give a bunch of money away. I said, that's really my heart. I want to bless people. I want to do that. And I bet most of the people listening to this podcast have said that same thing, right? Because it's the, it's the right thing to say. I want to make a bunch of money so I can bless a bunch of people. And he looked at me and he said, Gabe, um, how much money are you giving away now? And I thought, whoa. Like that is a punch right in the face. Like you're going to wait till you have a bunch of money to give money away. What are you doing with the resources you've been blessed with now? And he said, in my life, one of the things that I did to get to where I'm blessing people like I am now is I started blessing people when I had little. So I'm blessing people when I had little so that whenever I got to where I had a lot, it was, it was just what I did. And so if you aren't willing to do that now, then what's to say you're going to be willing to do it someday? And so I took that and it was like, okay, so what, what can I do to bless people a little now? And so I asked him, what are some of the actionable things I can do there? Um, can I buy lunches? Can I, you know, that's a $10 gift card and bless somebody with it. Can I give a little extra to my church in a specific ministry? Can I, what can I do with the resources that I have to bless people now, as opposed to waiting down the road? And so that was one of those mentoring sessions that I will never forget because it, it changed the trajectory of, of what I did with my resources. Like it just changed everything instead of waiting until someday actually occurred. I started doing things now and trying to be more generous now. And so um, when you get a pearl like that from a mentor, something that says, here's an actionable item that you can take right now, you need to go do it. Mm-hmm. And then you, at your next session, you need to be able to talk about what you did. Like we talked about doing these things. Here's what I did here's the results. And if the results weren't something that you guys were expecting them to be, then there's more coaching that can occur. But if you never take any action, then you don't need to be in the relationship. Stop wasting the dude's time, right? Yeah, absolutely. Man, I, I love those stories. There's there's so much to learn from our conversations with mentors. And and if you take those actionable items and you apply them, that's really going to accelerate that that process. I mean, we, we talked about having uh, those situations where we feel uh, underqualified for something and we, we, we know that we need to align with a mentor. And I believe that when you do that, when you seek that out, 
that you're quickly going to close that gap of ignorance and and you're going to uh, progress more as a leader because of that mentor relationship. And so there's so much that can be learned from that. And I feel like we just scratched the surface, but I want to be yeah. uh, respectful of your time and, and the, the listener's time. So I want to kind of um, close it up. One of the things that I always do at the end of every podcast is I, I give you the opportunity to speak directly to the audience. And so you know who the audience is. We're, we're talking to that next generation uh, that's finding themselves in a leadership role, starting a family. Um, they're realizing that success is more than just money. And so I want to open it up to you as we close out. What is your message to young business leaders? Number one, if you're listening to this podcast and you're asking yourself, do I need a mentor? The answer is yes, you do. We all do, right? We all need them. The sooner you understand that in your life, the better. The sooner you surround yourself with mentors that are willing to invest in you, the better, right? So you, the answer is yes, <laughs> go find a mentor, right? <laughs> um, number two, understand that the success of your mentorship experience is dependent upon you. It's not dependent upon the other person. It's dependent upon you. The actions that you take in preparation, the, the questions that you ask when you're together, and the actions that you take after the mentoring session are what matters. The success of this relationship is all dependent upon you. Um, there's a great book out there called Extreme Ownership. It's for, it's for leaders. It's written by Navy SEALs. And, of course, if anything written by a Navy SEAL, I want to read it. Um, but the whole principle there is leaders understand the principle of extreme ownership, that they own it all. And I'm going to tell you in this in a and tell a listener that in this relationship, in a mentoring relationship, you need to own the outcome of that relationship. If you put in the time, if you put in the effort, and you take the actions that are, are discussed during your time together, that relationship will change your life. If it's something where you just expect the other person to do all of the work and you're going to glean some pearls and have a great relationship that you can flaunt out in public, you're going to miss the whole point and it's not going to be what you expected it to be. And it will sour you on mentoring somebody else down the road. So you need it on the, on the outcome. The outcome is on you. And then I, the last thing I would tell you is that whenever you experience a positive mentor relationship, turn that around and give it back to somebody else. Um, you might say, I'm 26, 27. Who can I give that back to? Probably an 18 or 19-year-old that's coming out of college that doesn't know what they're doing, that mm -hmm. thinks they know a lot, but they just came out of college. They don't even realize what they don't know yet. And so at 25, 26, maybe you can be pouring back into somebody else um, and give yourself an opportunity to to take what you've gleaned from your mentors and pass that along. I promise you that will bless the person that's mentoring you when they hear that you're taking that information and blessing others with it. Gabe, I appreciate you taking the time to, to speak to our audience, to speak about mentorship. There's, um, if anything, I hope that the audience is challenged. Uh, my challenge to you as, as we, we go into the new year and we go into this point of, um, analyzing the things that we've done, setting our goals for next year. This is not about resolutions. It's about a revolution of the, the life that you have. What do you want to change? What direction do you want to go? Find a mentor who's uh, pursuing that, that has the character that, you're, uh, that, that you, you aspire to have. And as you do that, you will find yourself accelerating that process in leadership and success in success and in everything that you do. So with that, listeners, remember, choose to connect, seek development, and be inspired. We'll catch you on the next podcast. Young businessmen, thank you for listening. I hope you've enjoyed this podcast. And if you'd like to learn more about the young businessmen of Tulsa, check out our website at www.ybtok.com or email us at ybtoklahoma 
at gmail.com. If you live in the Tulsa area and would like to hear one of our great speakers live at our monthly luncheon, we meet on the second Monday of every month from 12 to 1 p.m. Like us on Facebook for details about locations and upcoming speakers. Lastly, if you like what you hear, please leave us a review on iTunes and share us with your friends. Thank you for tuning in to the Young Businessmen of Tulsa podcast, where we connect, develop, and inspire young businessmen to find and pursue their purpose.